All right, my guest of the day comes from Oz, the land down under, a MasterChef Australia season 13 contestant. And uh, you recognize her the moment you see her face or hear her voice waft through the airwaves. Dipinder Chibar, what's up? Hi, how are you? Excellent, wonderful to see you. And uh, how are things down under? <laughs> Great, as usual. As usual. <laughs> Your curry went viral and everybody's been talking about it online. There's been so much discussion, even postmark. Master Chef. I'm sure you get lots of cookout or cook-ins, uh, invitations on a weekly basis saying, come and teach us that, do some workshops. Life's been busy? Extremely busy after MasterChef especially. Bit of a roller coaster journey, but being in Australia, it's always nice to be able to represent, you know, food that you don't normally see at restaurants. And that's what I tried to do with my time on MasterChef Australia as well. Did you ever think that your Thai green curry cake would become the kind of sensation that it became? You know, sometimes things just blow up. Other times you have an intuition, a gut instinct that says, maybe I'm onto something big here. I had no idea, actually. And the first time I made it, I got mixed responses from the taste testers that I had. Very reliable taste testers. Oh, not so much now, uh, we can say. But I think it's more a mind game when I say it's a green curry cake. And then they're like, ew, that doesn't sound very great. <laughs> but when you eat it, it makes sense. And I served it with a coconut ice cream. So it kind of, it's really like, you know, you've got the coconut side of things. And then you've got the curry base, which is like the spicy base. But when you eat the cake, it's not spicy. It's just got the aromats of a green mm. curry. Yeah. So it was very interesting. It was a big risk as well because I didn't know how the judges would react to it as well. But I think they were very open. I think they tasted the dish with an open mind, which they did with most of my dishes because some of the stuff I served was really weird. What would you say is weird? Well, the wasabi <laughs> ice cream. Mm. I made a wasabi ice cream as well and I served it with lemon I, I love wasabi with my single malt. I would never imagine how it would go as an it's ice cream. It's damn good. It's yeah? really nice. I'll yeah. take your word for it. As pungent, does it... Open up the nose and things like that? Uh, no, you got to have enough flavor so you can tell it's wasabi. Yeah. But then at the same time, if you're getting a hit, you're not going to enjoy you're that ice cream. You're right. Absolutely. You're right. I completely agree with you. The thing about coconut is I belong to the south of this country. And yeah. you would know that, you know, people in South India love their coconut. Absolutely. I love and if coconut. you go if you go further south, which is Southeast Asia, and you go to Thailand, the green curry and the coconut is just everywhere, That's isn't right. it? I a- mean, absolutely. I wonder, wonder how you grew up. I mean, did you have lots of coconut around? You're basically Punjabi. I'm a Punjabi and I grew up in a very Punjabi household mm. where we did not, we didn't see coconut. Coconut was a delicacy Yeah, which is why I'm, it's a bit of an anomaly for me because I'm yeah. going, she's a Punjabi kuri, mm, mm, coconut, where does that come in? Yeah. <laughs> but I personally, my favorite Indian cuisine has to be the South. I've done a lot of traveling down South mm. as well. And like, luckily for me, that was all before MasterChef. So I got a lot of inspiration as well wow. when I went and I cook a lot of south indian food even at home so when i got married my in-laws weren't used to south indian food and i was making like all of this kind like all this malayali <laughs> food and they were like what is she doing I'm like you guys will get used to this and now they love it so even on instagram when i post a lot of things with you know south what do you indian do flavors, what do you do? do do you do an appam and stew do you do in i've done food? stew yeah i've done appam i've actually done a sadhya as well at home wow I invited a the full-fledged sadhya, full-fledged yeah? sadhya yeah proper with a banana leaf that's right we got banana leaves as well what damn why I'm not your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to move to Sydney for that. <laughs> Speaking of which, it's a lovely city. I mean, it's just beautiful. I have such great memories of before the pandemic, hanging at Bondi. I'm a little bit of a weirdo. So here's the deal. that I'm a massive rock fan, as right. you can make out from my t-shirt. And I wanted to go 
and and the wife for my daughter wanted to do the usual things which is go to the zoo I mean, it's the greatest zoo in the world for Trangazoo. sake Trangazoo Zoo and you know go to Bondi go to the Darling Harbor yep. go see the aquarium and I said I want to go to the hotel where Michael Hutchins breathed his last oh Michael Hutchins gosh. is the lead vocalist of the band Excess And what <laughs> for hotel? all of you don't know living under a rock <laughs> And what hotel was that Somewhere on the you know on the way out of Darling Harbor I don't even remember the name of the hotel but I remember making the 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 concierge at my hotel his life miserable saying you have to take me there this that and he did take us there nice but turns out that you can't go to the room where michael died because you know his business is usual someone's probably sleeping in there yeah, by then. Sleeping, right. yeah. so it's only the rock fans who think it should be made a shrine and things like that that's right. i don't think the average hotelier click cares oh rock star life gone room number whatever whatever let's carry on they probably want to move past that <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah probably want to move yeah. past that. but it's a lovely city and are you born born there brought up there or did you move there early So I moved to Australia about 20 years ago just over 20 years I was mm-hmm. born in Delhi so I spent the first 11 years of my life in Delhi wow. so I know Delhi in the back of my head because we used to visit often and I've still got family and there's so there. many Delhis are you South Delhi West Delhi North Delhi South Delhi, Delhi. So I'm one of those you're yep. the South yep. Delhi you're you're the Defcol <laughs> LSR kind of girl yeah? look I didn't really live in Defcol but wasn't too far Yeah. I mean it's like a 5 minute rickshaw ride. Well, <laughs> well I was just hanging with a movie star the other night, delightful boy, his name is Siddharth Malhotra. Yep. He made a movie called Mission Majnu and he was yes. saying that he's from Defence Call. Really? Yeah. That's only a 5 minute rickshaw ride from, from where you. I grew up. Yeah. So, so you probably saw him when you were a kid but then probably. you never know. He was a kid too. <laughs> he was a kid too. Our rickshaws probably crossed by each other. <laughs> is it 20 years ago? Yeah. You show up in Australia and then how does cooking become a passion well cooking is kind of embedded in our mm. culture as well being indian coming from a big joint family which is where we came from in delhi everybody's cooking if you're surrounded by food my granddad my dad was like a big foodie i mean wow. until his last breath he was a foodie and like moving to australia being a beautiful country having its own produce i mean you move from india You know you're not going to really dive straight into oysters or dive yeah, straight into sure. the barramundi fish or like all these amazing I love the barramundi. Oh. Absolutely stunning, right? Stunning. And I can appreciate that now mm. having lived there for 20 years but when I first moved there I missed home food. So we started cooking a lot of stuff and honestly 25 years ago if you went to Australia you wouldn't even hear of Indian street food because they would only really know about a chicken korma and the restaurants are trying to cater for the locals mm-hmm. there so they've you know kind of innovated not really innovated but also you know changed the taste like it's kind of like an acquired taste for a normal local australian to appreciate and you wouldn't really see golgappe or you wouldn't really see tikki chaat mm. now the scene's completely changed and you've got young chefs from india going moving there and even a lot of australian chefs that are including indian flavors and incorporating mm-hmm. that in their dishes and turning it into like a fusion and being australia it's so multicultural that you see fusion dishes at even like the most modern fine dining restaurant in sydney you would go mm. there and you'll see some asian ingredient or an indian ingredient or some spiced something that's lovely so amongst the master chef mentors the judges who would be favorites and why oh this is a tough question and i hope they're not listening to this interview <laughs> but i really liked every single one of them i'm going to i'm going to play this really safe right yeah. so i love all of them my personal favorite has to be andy and the reason behind that is he was also a contestant mm-hmm. so he understands yep. he really when we were on the show he really understood what we're going through like our misery was yep. his like yep. back in like 10 years ago so if i'm stressed or if i'm 
making a wrong decision, he would come up to me and they obviously can't tell you what to do, but they can definitely direct you and kind of indicate that maybe you're not on the right track or maybe you need to listen to your gut feeling. And because he's been there, he knows what I would do being a contestant and he's on the other side of the table. So he can really appreciate the stress and, you know, the double mindedness that you go through when you're cooking in front of cameras, especially. So I think he has to be my personal favorite. But that being said, Jock's a French trained chef, so you can't get better than that. Yeah. Mel's probably tasted every single dish on this face of the earth, and she is so open with her flavors. You can give her something that would burn your mouth and she would still eat it. She would still appreciate it because she knows what it's like to, you know, grow up in a different type of culture. Do you miss the old brigade? I mean, watching them. I mean, I th- those are the guys, those are the OGs we grew up Absolutely. On, right? <laughs> and I grew up watching them too. I've been, All of us. I've been watching MasterChef since season yeah. one and I always thought to myself, I'm like, if there's anything that I'm going to do, I really want to meet Gary, George, Matt. They're the guys that I really want to hang out with just for a day. And by the time I got around to applying for MasterChef, they had left, which was disappointing, but then again, you've got a breath of fresh air with these guys, you know, with Jock, you've got Mel, you've got Andy. Totally different to those guys because they were very, I mean, none of them have been MasterChef contestants. They're, yeah, they're mostly yeah. chefs. Okay, some trivia for you. Yeah, sure. So every time Matt comes into India for an engagement, which is very often, he visits and we do an interview. And very recently, I did one before the Australian Open in Melbourne. Okay. Because he was curating a, a special menu for them. Yeah. Plus, he was doing a kind of a podcast and things like that. Okay. And, he loves Golgappas. <laughs> I found out yesterday he also likes Varapal from that Ashok Varapal. From the Ashok. <laughs> I didn't know this. And Gary, Gary and me go back a long way because the first time that the MasterChefs, the original, the first tour that happened in India, I was their first ever radio interview in India. Lovely. And Gary did something which is really, really amazing, which is when I went to Melbourne, he invited me and the wife and my little daughter for a proper five or seven course meal which I can never never well, lucky ever you because yeah. I never got that invitation <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I had a nice sit down dinner there uh, it was actually lunch which we just kept eating and we had an Australian open tour to go to in Melbourne at Melbourne Park and we missed that because we were eating so much well, <laughs> you can only do one thing at a time. you can only do one thing at a time especially when eating Gary's food and you know these guys are just fantastic I mean, absolutely and they what really captivates them and what really makes them so lovable is they are very appreciative of different mm-hmm. cultures like being Australian being raised in Australia I mean I can see how much they love India and that's kind of what kind of drew me into MasterChef as well because I'm like these guys love Indian food so if I was to ever make Indian food for them that would go just fine mm-hmm. like I, I can't go wrong with that but obviously the new judges are just as good with Indian food as well they love it so mm. let's move on to Australian dishes that you love recreating Oh, there's so many. And to be honest, more than Australian dishes. Well, my personal favorite has to be fish and chips. So we go for a stroll to any beach because I grew up by the beach. I've spent 20 years living by the beach and that's just the vibe I grew up with and very spoilt for beaches as well because you've seen how beautiful Australian beaches are and we lived up north coast which is not too far from Sydney but the beaches are untouched and they're absolutely surreal so the fish and chips that you get there is like fresh so when I um, was on MasterChef I created a dish for Josh Nyland who is a master of a chef honestly he's a legendary seafood chef and his idea of cooking is to is zero waste 
So when he cooks with the fish, he uses every single part of the fish. Wow. No matter what it is, even the fish skin. He made a lamington with fish skins. So lamington's an Aussie classic, right? And he made, he used the scales to do the coconut, desiccated coconut flavor, which is very interesting. Unfortunately, I've never tasted that. But for him, as a guest judge, I created a Mitsuri fish because I was like, there's no better fish dish like that I could think of. And Absolutely. We had, we had 30 minutes. And it's like the fish pakora, you know, like, and it's kind of yeah, like... We have a, a place here on Linking Road in Banana called Jai Jawan, where you get the best Amritsari fish. Really? I might have to hit that up today. Cues <laughs> <laughs> and lines outside. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. So that was my take on a fish and chip dish for them. And I cooked that for him and I probably the best comment I've ever received. He said, your fish is cooked like a scallop. Ooh. Yeah, so he showed it to me as well And I was looking at it and I'm like Oh, is it? <laughs> I just double fried it Like my dad double fries it all the time He's like, oh, fish, you have to fry it twice, okay? Just remember that <laughs> So that's what I did And you just flash fried it Like I didn't want to fry it too much Because we used Murray River Cod Which is a very fatty, very delicate fish So we didn't have barramundi Or the classic, you know, fish that they use for fish and chips But that was something I think that I like the reference to the dad So a household in which men cook He's a very happy household. <laughs> yeah, and he's That's a very lovely. good cook as well. Yeah. He makes a lot of non-vegetarian food. So mum makes like simple, you know, dal, rajma, curry, all of that stuff. And if I tell her to cook chicken, she just looks at my face. I'm like, you can do it. Yeah. You know how to cook. And then my dad will come in with... And like, who makes the prashad? Who makes the kala prashad? Mum. Mum. Yeah. Yeah, she makes That's she a makes winner, it. isn't it? Oh yeah. my God, it's just so wonderful. So great. I mean, the dad's cooking, the mum's cooking, you had to cook. Indian and Australian chefs who really inspire you and who you'd love to just collaborate with in the future. Heli Raichura. Enter by Laundry in mm. Melbourne and she's just kicked ass over the last few years. She was actually a guest judge on MasterChef a couple of years ago. I think it was a season before us and she she's just elevating Indian cuisine. She's making it so progressive and it's not just Indian cuisine, it's regional cuisine. So dishes that only a chef would know and sometimes the chefs won't even know those dishes. So rare dishes and what she did recently, she did a Kashmiri menu and I haven't had a chance to dine at her restaurant yet and I'm hoping to do that soon, very soon. And what she does is infuses Australian ingredients. So the native wow. Australian ingredients, those flavours are very difficult to work with, especially for an Indian chef because we're used to very strong flavours like spices and that kind of stuff. And then you have lemon myrtle and you've got like like other bush ingredients like a wattle seed or kwandongs or sunrise lime like all that kind of stuff and if you use them like a little bit more you'll just completely ruin the dish and from what i see she's doing that really in a very creative way and modernizing regional indian cuisine which you don't see very often is there a place other than your home which is sydney in australia that really inspires your creativity i mean like, would you go to the Gold Coast water cook instead of dive or, you know, any other place? Um, I don't know. Tasmania has to be the top yeah. notch. Yeah, so Tasmania has some amazing seafood, especially oysters, mussels and the great, Tasman Great salmon. cricketers too. Ricky Ponting's from there. There you go. Mm. And they have some really nice modern Australian restaurants. It's so underrated, but it's if anyone's visiting Australia... Hobart, eh? Hobart, Launceston. Tasmania is actually pretty small, so you can actually do a week and you can just drive around the East Coast or the West Coast. Yeah, that's a big mistake we made. We just skipped Tasmania the last time. Oh, you must go back. You go as a tourist and you go, oh, where should we go? Everybody says, you know, take the Great Ocean Road and, you know, go to Penguin Island and yeah, yeah, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, Germantown. Yeah. And then you miss out on 
the beauty it's like going to italy and not going to sicily <laughs> that's right well it's it's got a very different vibe yeah. and it's it's very serene it's almost like the new zealand of australia mm, it's that's just an interesting analogy. it's beautiful yeah it's just beautiful indian chefs anybody you've admired oh all of them i mean look i grew up watching um sanjeev oh yeah. sanjeev paji is the original yeah he's the og and he listens to us a lot Sanjeev well, Paji if you're listening say hi. if you're driving down like you normally are in the mornings and you're about to WhatsApp me send some love for Dipinder <laughs> she loves you but he's wonderful i mean you would have known a lawyer who started cooking and look at what he's become he's an icon that's right so i grew up watching him like i must have been seven or eight kana kazana <laughs> i was obsessed if that show was on my eyes would be i never watched cartoons as a kid i watched cooking shows and when we moved to australia there wasn't that many cooking shows until yeah. masterchef really started kicking off it's huge now and there's heaps of cooking shows now but back then there was just there was a show called Huey's Cooking Adventures mm-hmm. and he would just do classic you know classic australian dishes and i was obsessed with it that's all i had i mean i didn't really have a big choice to go for. but indian going back to indian chefs currently i really admire gaganandan again because yeah. of what he's done to indian food elevated do you get to go to bangkok often taste his stuff <gasps> no i haven't i haven't tasted his stuff mm. but that again that's something that well, i really want to do what a brand what a brand yeah you're right that's right mm. and he's he's an icon for other indian yeah. chefs trying to elevate and making you know progressive indian food being more acceptable into because when you see michelin stars you see french restaurants restaurants you see japanese restaurants mm. you see italian restaurants but now you've got indian restaurants yeah, and garima's garima's garima has done that yeah, i was yeah, supposed to say that. that yeah in fact i went before they were launching master chef the indian version yeah i got invited to go on the set oh, so i beautiful. just spent i spent half a day at the set With, What did you think? Because Ranveer is a buddy, so with Ranveer and with Vikas and with Garima, I was meeting Garima for the very first time. She's incredibly charming. She's smart and Michelin star. Whoa! Absolutely. And exactly. that set is amazing. I mean, that set is is actually the same set as what you guys use in Oz. I think it's just a prototype. I think I think this yeah. one's a little bit nicer. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah. I'm saying this now because I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it's a really nice set because I, I went on the top level, you know, took videos and things like that, and I just had the most wonderful time, and I had lunch with them. and it was just wonderful like can imagine being a contestant in that set it's just amazing you get a really nice energy when yeah, you walk you through the doors you do and it, it's that adrenaline rush that you get and you just it's like an addiction you just want it like over and over again and you're really nervous but until the doors open something just hits you and you're like okay i'm ready well i know what the happy point was because you spoke of it you spoke of the thai green curry cake and you know andy and things like that was there a point where you were really upset or you were like Shit, this is it for me. I'm I'm out. <laughs> There was a double cook actually and it was the top 10 cook. Uh-huh. Our top 11 or something like that. And I remember I was just not on the the first round week. So, if you cook in the first round, mm-hmm. so if two people get eliminated in the whole episode. So, first round the worst dish gets eliminated and I was so close to that worst dish. In the second round, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go in. And I literally thought I was going to get eliminated. I was like, so if I get eliminated now, when can I go back cuz we should in Melbourne? So I was like when mm. can I catch a flight to Sydney like that's how my mindset just completely wow. flipped and I'm not the kind of person that would go in and be like top 24 right I'm going to win this that was never my thing I set like myself like short goals so when the second round came they gave us horseradish and Let me tell you I've never tr- tasted horseradish before. It's very similar to wasabi and I paired that with chocolate and passion fruit. And again, that was a big risk. And when the judges were tasting, I was just staring at their faces <laughs> and I was shit scared because I'm like I don't know what they're going to say. They're going to be like, "All right, you cooked crap in the last cook, you're going home now." But I just said, "This is all risks. Like I just have to take all risks because I've got nothing to lose." Yeah. Like what are you going to do when you haven't tasted an ingredient? Mm-hmm. You're just going to go guns blazing and just cook whatever you think will pair and that was a top dish of second round but again like 
never tasted horseradish and pairing it with passion fruit, chocolate. Like everyone was pulling faces at me when I came up with that dish. They were like, are you sure you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, well, my other option is nothing. So I may as well go with this option. So mm. that was the day where I, like after I walked out of that second cook, I actually cried. And wow. yeah, I was like, I was so close from going home. Like I almost felt guilty for staying. You get that feeling because you're yeah. like, this dude went home and he cooks like fantastic food. And maybe I should have gone home. Like you get that feeling. Because uh, that's what I love about MasterChef. You're all friends. Like, you know, you're all friends. Yeah, yes. you're all family. It's not like one of those reality shows where people are bitching about each other and being nasty and things no, like that. No, it's it just turns it's just into... wonderful. And you're staying away. You're staying with them. You're living with them. for. I was there for about seven months of filming. Wow. So you're living with them for seven months. You don't get to see your family very often. And being COVID, there were so many restrictions on traveling. I could barely go home to see, you know, mom and dad, husband, family. So that's your family. And they, you know, get the best out of you. I mean, if you can't think that way, then you can't stay there, really. That's lovely. So life after MasterChef, I mean, you know, the Australia show is just so popular in India. Even before the India version started, people are just, just completely binging on that series. And everything to do with that with that show just blows up. I mean, I remember when Sarah Todd first came in. I mean, same thing. You know, you do the whole press route, just like you. She walks in, she does an interview. And, you know, people in the office, everybody's going, oh, she's cute. Oh, she's cute. Can she cook? That girl works hard. Yeah, she can cook. My God. She can definitely cook. Because I remember I was here at the Godridges and she was doing a day-long, like, workshop and things like that with called members of the media. She was at it from morning till late afternoon, early evening. Well, that's hospitality for you in general, Yeah, 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 yeah. The kitchen life. That's it. You know, and she was like, you know, people just see what I look like, but there's a lot of hard work in this business. Yeah, and they see this dish that you've created, but then the amount of elements that have gone into that dish takes you sometimes two days to prep all of that you know yeah so tell me about life after MasterChef I mean sure you're getting recognized in malls and supermarkets <laughs> yeah to my surprise and I, one of the producers when we were filming he told me he's like you don't realize how big this show is in India and I'm like no I don't because I've been in Australia since it started yeah. so I've been watching it as an Australian show never really saw it I mean my daddy wouldn't watch MasterChef Australia I mean she does now after I was on it but before then I had never really thought that it might be big in India but when I came to India last year for the first time after MasterChef mm. I realised how many people watched it and how many people appreciated the work that you put in yeah, and it, yeah. it's really rewarding when like I was at Trishna having mm. crab with my husband like, best place to go so good <laughs> and it was like 11 o'clock at night yeah. and this woman just walked up to me and she was so lovely she's like we were so proud of you and you know when someone says that to yeah. you you just get that you know that it's patriotic India that feeling. yeah you get that feeling <laughs> I was going to say but I shouldn't say that <laughs> you get that really yeah. nice fuzzy feeling and I used to get similar comments back home in Australia in Sydney mm. as well but it's a different feeling when you come to India and you see people appreciating the food True. that you're making and they can recognize you yeah post MasterChef look lots happened I become a mum post Master Chef, and that, well that's done. Been, that's yeah, it's, it's an I, achievement. I, I, I highly <laughs> recommend babies. We have two of them, and I'm very happy. So, is it a boy or is it a girl? It's a little girl. Oh, yeah. girls are the best. I have two of them. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, well. She's, How old is she? She's one. Oh, lay. Yes, yeah, so she's beautiful. She, she's mm. precious right now, and she knows she's precious. Oh, what have you called her? I've called her Meher. Oh, that's a beautiful name. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful, Meher yeah. Shibar. Oh, well, me, no, Chibur is my maiden name, so she's Merkor. She's Merkor. Merkor. Maybe yeah. one day I'll interview a Merkor. <laughs> I really hope so. She would she'd kick us. She's very social, so uh, she would so love lovely. that. So, yeah, so lots happened. You know, I got the opportunity to work with Andy as well, which was, like, amazing, to be honest. And I did that straight after I got eliminated. I literally came to Sydney and I'm like, 
hey, do you have a job for me? Because I've never worked in a professional kitchen. I come from a healthcare background. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to experience that commercial side of things because if I want to run a kitchen myself one day or if I want to be involved in a kitchen, I need to know how things run. So that's the first thing I did. And he was very welcoming and we had some good time as well. And he's been a mentor since I was on MasterChef. So someone that you can trust, someone that you know would want the best for you. So that was one of the reasons why I went to him. And also being a Sydney boy, it was very, very handy. I remember asking both Vikas Khanna and Garima. They both worked in Gordon Ramsay's kitchen. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I went, how was that? How was that? And That's Garima right. was like, tough. And Vikas was a little more diplomatic. He said, he's gotten mellow over the years. <laughs> <laughs> he's gotten nicer. He's actually really nice, though. Apparently, yeah. He's but it's, really only nice. in, it's only in the kitchen it's, that he is. But the also, <laughs> like, when you see him on TV, he's it's a character. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, it's a job. Actually, got, somebody's got to do it. He's a softie. I mean, yeah. he's got, like, two or three girls, doesn't he? You have to be a softie, yeah. a girl's dad, yeah. right? <laughs> true. That's true. Right. I would like to believe so. I'd like to think so. That's wonderful. So, plans for starting a restaurant? Is, or is it too early? No, it's definitely in the air. It's definitely on the cards and something I really want to do and something I want to showcase is like, again, regional cuisine, Indian mm. cuisine that we don't see. So for me, an ideal restaurant would be like me serving a thali of different cuisines, you know, different parts of India, different festivals, because thali is a celebration of Indian food. It is. That's the best way to anyone that's non-Indian that comes through the doors. I would love to serve them a thali because I want them and to I experience. I don't know. All I don't know, Dipinder, but the food in the thali tastes better when it's in a steel thali. <laughs> oh yeah, it has to be a steel thali. Just, there's something no, no. about the steel mixing with the food. No melamine, no corel. Yeah. You need that, you know, that brass steel. It looks beautiful as well. Yeah. You know, it just looks like it belongs in that thali. So that's something I really want to do in the next couple of years, and I'm kind of working towards that. But the first thing I want to do is do a cookbook, and I really want to showcase home food in Australia, especially, you know, coming from a country which is so multicultural, there is a gap in, you know, in Indian home cooking when I see Australian cuisine. Mm. And I really want to fulfill that in a way. And I think the best way to do it is either do a restaurant with thali, like home style yeah, food. Yeah. Or because you, you go to an Indian restaurant in Australia, you're never going to see kari, rajma, mm. bhatta, you know, that kind mm. of home food that is comfort food for us. And I want people to know that. And I want people to be able to recognize that. I don't want to talk to someone local and hear that their favorite Indian dishes butter chicken chicken. ever again been there done that look I love butter (laughs) chicken no I absolutely love it and I can see why people love it it's just beautiful you know it's comfort food at it's best but when you eat curry chowl you know there's a different feeling to it and I want I want them to experience (laughs) that so I think the best way to do that is a home cooking you know a cookbook that recognizes those things and also using Australian ingredients because there are, you know, sabzis and there are things that you might not get them readily available, especially fresh. So organic in Australia. It's wonderful. That's what I love about it. That's right. Yeah. So if you can use their organic ingredients, yeah. why not? You know? True. that last question, is there a travel destination that you go to and say, wow, I can really kick back, you know, alone or with the family and say, you know, hey, Dipinder, I found peace here. <laughs> so the last time we did that was on a houseboat in Kerala. Oh, lovely. And it, and it was just did so you go surreal. from Kovalam or Alapi or one of those places? Alapi. Alapi. Oh, lovely, and it was just, lovely. look, I've been to Italy, I've been to Europe, I've been to America, you name it, I've been there. But the feeling that you get when, you know, this chef working on the boat, it serves you like this beautiful meal, 
fresh crab, fresh Did prawns. you stay overnight? Because sometimes they anchor you overnight and then they come back in the morning and take you. you we know? stayed for two nights. Nice. And we couldn't get enough of it. That and all we well. did was just eat. And I had to like exercise on the boat and do different things because I'm like, all I'm doing is just eating. There's nowhere to go, but I don't want to go anywhere because uh, it's just so beautiful. It was probably the best holiday we've ever had. And it was just my husband and I. We didn't have kids then, but we really loved the food. They actually stop at this fish, almost like a little fish market, and yep. you can buy fresh, buy fresh yeah. seafood. And that reminded me of Australian seafood, obviously. So Wonderful. Dipinder Chibber, ladies and gentlemen, from MasterChef Australia Season 13. Please go check her out on Instagram and follow her and get all the latest. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for coming here. It was wonderful. Thank Cheers. you so much for having me. It's been great.